and this is the thing, there's kind of like a filtering process. So the, the only the stuff that's automatic comes out when you're under stress and when you're under fatigue. So the stuff that you've repeated thousands of times, at least three to 5,000 times, is the stuff that comes out. Anything that's been repeated less than that tends to disappear with the stress. It's only if you're kind of really able to think about it that it will happen, which doesn't happen when you're under pressure in a fight with all the adrenaline, all the stress, the cortisol and all that kind of stuff going on. So the only way to make sure something new emerges in your next fight is to drill it and get repetition on that between one fight and the next. Um, th this is why... This is one of the reasons I kind of advocate for people, unless they're out in Thailand, that actually to start off with, there's there's a benefit to fighting very frequently because it gets your experience up and the whole kind of um, situation of handling the fight becomes a little bit more normal so you don't get as stressed, which is useful. But it also means if you're, if you're fighting too frequently, you haven't got time between one fight and next to actually change anything. You haven't got time to learn any new skills and bed them in enough that it'll come out under stress. You'll just revert back to what you did before, which will be frustrating as hell when you're like, I wanted to do this new stuff. And it's like, I just didn't get enough reps in for it to become automatic so that I do it under stress. Um, and then the other thing is that, especially with um, strength and conditioning and fitness adaptations, there might not be any enough time to make that change between one fight and the next. So actually when you've got a long spell between fights, as long as you're really conscientious about what you're working on and trying to work on the things that are going to move you forwards, it's really beneficial because at least it means when you go into that next fight, you're going to do some stuff that's a next level up, that's very different, either in terms of your, your strength, fitness and power and endurance, all this kind of stuff has improved. So you can do what you do more relentlessly and push the pace, or you've got completely new techniques and tricks you can use now, whether they're offensive or defensive, that are going to make a big difference as well. If you haven't had that chance to repeat it, then it won't happen. You know the kind of content of the classes. A lot of the time, classes are kind of generic, aren't they? They're to kind of suit everybody. And this is the thing, it's either it, it will suit certain people some of the time and the rest of the people not so much. And, and when you're a fighter, there's a bit more specifics that you want to work on. Um, as a fighter, I do encourage fighters, you know, regardless of what classes and stuff they're doing as well, there, there is a responsibility for you yourself to figure out what person you need to work on, hopefully with the coach's help. But once you know what those things are, it's then your responsibility as well is to find opportunities to drill it because that's not that's very, very personal and it's not going to be something that suits everybody in the group. If If I was coaching your classes, for example... And I've got different fighters doing different things. And I've seen, okay, what what a particular fighter has been weaker at or something that needs drilling. And and it's one of those things, actually, you know, everyone would benefit from doing this a bit as well. We'd do it as like a topic of a group class. So everyone would get to practice it a bit as well anyway. And that would be a way for me for if someone isn't doing like private classes with me, that would be a way for me to introduce a, a fighter to to how I'd coach and drill that technique and give them then the tools to go away and practice it even more by themselves, either on a punch bag, with a partner when they've got one, in sparring, they can decide, well, I'm, I'm trying to pull off this and, and I'm going to work on this. And when I change partners, I'm going to see if I can make it work with them as well and, you know, kind of get the repetition. So it's it's then your job as the as the individual fighter to try and find opportunities for, for quality repetition as much as you can do. 
So for example, in a, in a training session, um, the warm up patterns that I've got them doing, I know what my main skill is. I'm getting them to do that day. So in their warm ups, I might have in, have them doing some weird jumps or movements or patterns or little skips on the floor, um, that I know they're, they're not going to necessarily associate it with the technique that's coming up, but it's just setting the rhythm and the pattern or the balance that I want. So already I'm masking the fact that I'm repeating this stuff. And then when we come to do it in the drill, whatever the technique is that we're doing, they're finding they're automatically doing it because we were just warming up a pattern that was similar, skipping on the floor or something. Then I might be working it sort of as a, a say, like a single shot technique where we're really just grooving that. And then I might start working it into a combination where we're, we're setting it up with something else to find it. So it's not just how do you use this single shot that we've worked on this new movement, whatever it was. It's then how does that fit in setting up the shot or in a in a counter to an attack that comes in. Now we use it. We've been drilling it and now we're using it to defend um, or as a counter on the end of a defense. And all of a sudden it's it feels like it's very different, but they're getting this repetition all the time. And it's like, that's gone in, it's gone in. I've actually gone away from a session. I've got this skill now. Thanks for listening. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe and share with someone else it could help too. Please give the podcast a review or comment below. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can visit heatrick.com for more Muay Thai performance podcasts, videos, articles and guides. Catch you next time.